Welcome to Crime Time. You're listening to Leonetti's Detection Selection. Welcome to Crime Time, a podcast discussing all things crime, thriller, horror, suspense, and mystery fiction. That is Eddie. I am Lee. This is season three, episode two. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's season three. We're here. I, for one, am freaking excited. Excited, pumped, enthusiastic. A little bit trepidatious. Because, you know, mysteries, they abound. Yeah. So this week we're going to be talking about some great stuff. We're going to be talking about Italo Calvino, If on a Winter's Night, a Traveller. We're going there. We're going there. Yeah, and I'll explain why in a bit. <laughs> we're talking about Liar by... K.L. Slater. Ooh, sounds great. It's like Slater Beetle. Funny story. Not so funny. Okay. I grew up calling them Butchie Boys. Butchie bo- Butchie Boys. <laughs> yeah, so what other people might call a Slater. Right, yeah. A I, bug. I grew up learning to call a Butchie Boy. I think this explains so much about <laughs> about everything about you, in fact. Can people get in touch if they also learned that the term for a Slater was butchy boy? I think that that was just you, but okay, guys, you can get in contact with us. They're the little ones that roll up in a ball when they get nervous. Yeah, little silver guys. Yeah. Slater beetles. Butchy boys. I don't know about that. <laughs> at Crime Time Pod on Twitter, crimetimepodcast at gmail.com, our website, crimetimepod.com. Get in touch if you... Are a fool. I'm gonna make it a I make it a poll. A poll. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm gonna win that poll. <laughs> Check out our Twitter for that upcoming poll. So go on, tell us about this long-winded title of a book. All right. So you know me. I love crime. I love crime fiction. See what I did there? I love mysteries. You brought in crime. No, no. I'm just saying I like crime. I was trying to be cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was trying to be cool and you fucked it up. You like like, committing crimes. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was trying to be like cool, tough guy, but no. Uh, Meanwhile, from around the corner to where you live. Tell me. uh, You have a gun store. Yeah, there's a gun store right near where I live. And our international listeners might not realize this, but in Australia, gun stores are pretty rare. Guns are pretty rare. Uh, The gun store near my house. Just got robbed. Just got robbed. All guns stolen. (laughs) (laughs) This may be the last time you hear from me. (laughs) On a side note, I was listening to the radio the other day and all guns have been returned. Have they? Mm. Oh, well, I feel relieved. Yeah, I don't know if I fully believed it. There was something in his voice that didn't sound incredibly sincere. He was like, and all the guns are... Back in their beds. Back in... They're just... They went to live on a farm. <laughs> that was that was the vibe I was getting. Yeah, 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 yeah fair <laughs> enough. Anyway, so I love crime fiction, mystery, suspense, thriller, all of these great horror genres. Super supernatural horror. Yeah. Yeah, all the good stuff. Thriller fiction. At the same time, I'm just starting on it. Mystery, yeah, sci-fi. Okay. Right, you know, yeah, these are sci-fi all Sci-fi romance. <laughs> these are all some great genres I could have chosen from, but I didn't. All right, go on. But at some so, point we should come back and talk about sci-fi. Oh, for sure. And we will. Okay. So I'm never going to stop talking about this for the whole year, guys, but I'm doing my honours at the moment. So I'm dying. Uh, and one of the books that Let I... Let this podcast be a bit of therapy. Right? <laughs> so I've been feeling really flat lately. <laughs> and tell us about your dreams. <laughs> oh, man. Let me tell you about this one I had. I actually had this as a recurring dream. Lee's already gone to sleep, guys, so while Lee's asleep, I just want to say, I'm trapped here. Yesterday at work, someone said, Lee, can I just tell you my dream? And I was like, 30 seconds. 
<laughs> all right, all right. I'll be real quick. Anyway, so in this dream, uh, everyone had giant spiders for pets instead of cats, but they all said they were cats. And I seem to be the only one who realized that they were giant spiders. Right. And they were all like, you know how people are with cats. Yeah, yeah, I know. But like with the little mouth parts going. Oh, but they were really luxuriously furry spiders. So I guess I can understand that. Side note, I heard this idea about the psychoanalytic theory about Tell dreams, me. which is that the parts, the people, the pieces in the dream are actually reflections of just ourselves. Ooh. So what does that mean about that dream? I think it means that I have luxurious hair. I agree. <laughs> Thank you. You've got a great head of hair. It's not just my head where the luxurious <laughs> hair rests. <laughs> So I'm doing my honours and I'm reading this book as, you know, kind of a little bit of pre-reading, a little bit of preding. Uh, can I just tell everyone that That's Eddie has been preding for the last six months? <laughs> <laughs> I feel that this thesis may already be written. <laughs> Get plugged. Um, so I was reading If on a Winter's Night, A Traveller by Italo Calvino. And we all know I love uh, shithead authors. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be honest. If I open a book... And I start to read it, and the first thing I realize is that I'm being trolled. That book, I'm a finisher. You've met your match. <laughs> I've met my match, and I fucking love it. I love when I open a book and the author's like, I'm a shitlord. I have a challenge for you, though, Eddie. All right, tell me. Make this book fit into our genre. I fucking will. <laughs> challenge accepted. You want to make a bet? Give us a synopsis. No, 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 no. What's the terms of the wager here? Uh, I've been watching a lot of... Uh, what have you been watching? That's... I've been like watching like office shows. You know how like in like office dramas that are kind of a little bit comedic, they often have like wages in the office? I'll give you a dollar. No, 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 no. If <laughs> I can fit this into our genre, you have to say on air, Eddie is the coolest guy I know. I can't say that because it would just be a lie. Well, I'm just going to say you got to say it. And if you judge that I can't fit it into this genre, what do you get? I want your fastidiously collected Patricia Cornwell books. Hold on a second. Record scratch. <laughs> what you're saying to me is that you want every single book that Patricia Cornwell ever published yeah and you're just gonna take them home and probably read them out of sequence yeah maybe let my dogs chew on them a bit challenge accepted go on all right so if on a winter's night a traveler begins with you are about to begin reading italo calvino's new novel if on a winter's night a traveler so we know already from the first line He's a shitlord, right? Uh, no. You're just going to hear about some <laughs> dank old guy's adventure. <laughs> well, first up, the Da Vinci Code is about some dank old guy's adventure. So point one to me. And second up, this book is really good. Would you say this is a postmodernist narrative? Because I don't know if that fits into our genre. Oh, point to this guy, except that... I would say that Rebecca Jessen's Gap fits into our genre, and that's pretty Pomo. I'll go with that. Possibly even Popomo. I'll go with that. Popomo. Um, so basically what happens is you start reading Italo Calvino's If On A Winter's Night A Traveller. It introduces you to the fact that you're reading. It explains how you got the book. You start to read the story, but then you realise it's been misprinted. You go to the bookstore where you got the book, 
And the guy who sold you the book is like, shit, yeah, we've had this same problem. That's actually not Italo Calvino's If on a Winter's Night a Traveler. It's this Polish book that accidentally got mixed together with it. It sounds like an escape room. Right? Yeah. So you're like, well, but I already got into this Polish book, so I want that. Oh my god, you're going to tell me that the book in itself, like, it's taking on us on this, like, meta mystery, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. So you pick up this Polish book. At the same time, you meet another reader, and she also wants the Polish book. So you're a little bit, like, saucy. You get her number to, like, you know, maybe find out if you both have the same book. Sounds you know sleazy. what I'm saying? Very you. Wink, wink. <laughs> I identified Emily with this character, I won't lie. So you get home, you sit down, you start reading this new book. It's not the book you started reading the first time around. You realise it's a completely different book. No, so now you're onto a third book. You're onto a third book. You don't have Italo Calvino's If on a Winter's Night a Traveller. You don't have this Polish book. You have this third different book and you're like, what the fuck? So you call up the girl. She's like, this is fucked up. So you go on a quest to find the books that you're looking for. And each time you find a new book, it's not necessarily the book you wanted. And that is a fucking mystery. And the ending? I can't tell you the <laughs> ending. Hell no. <laughs> it's a mystery, Lee. <laughs> it sounds pretty good. Yeah. It sounds pretty good. It sounds like a lot of work. It sounds like you don't really get anything. You're just trying to get something. And for some people that like that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, dickheads like me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say it. Eddie is one of the least coolest dudes I know. I'm going to say you maybe said some things a bit wrong there. You didn't say I couldn't add any words into the statement. I'm going to guess that's true. Moving on. Hey. No, come back, come back. <laughs> right, what did right, you think right. of it? What was your experience of it? What would you rate it? Okay, so... It sounds very cool. I really enjoyed it. i got to say there were a few moments that were like bung notes for me. So I'm going to say four stars. And the reason it doesn't get five stars is... Yeah, there were a few moments that were just a bit tone deaf. And... I wouldn't say it's re-readable. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a big re-reader. Is that a point by which we rate? No, 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 no. I don't think so. But I think it's a one-trick book. Is there any books that you've read twice, do you think? Yeah, definitely. I've read Mrs. Dalloway a bunch of times. Hmm. Do you read books twice? I don't think so. Guys, let us know. Do you read books more than once? Because yeah. I think, you know, we read like a lot of mystery and suspense and thriller and a lot of those really depend on the fact that you don't know what's going to happen maybe the belger you read that multiple times yeah. oh and catches in the rye so i guess yeah catcher in the rye i think would do a good reread their experiences i guess and yeah, then you might yeah, have yeah. a different experience the next time yeah mm. all right but i do think that like when you don't know how a book is going to end there's something special about that yeah I recently read a Jane Austen book, mm-hmm. which I could not manage to leverage into this show. <laughs> but it was the first time I was reading a Jane Austen book that I didn't kind of already know the ending of. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just existing, like, you know, I'm a literature major, like, you kind of know the end of these things. I also love BBC period <laughs> shows, so <laughs> there's that. Um, but this one I didn't know the end of, and I was in so much suspense. Do you love it? I loved it. I was like, who are they going to get with? You know, there's always those people that always like, oh, let's watch this movie. And then they're mm. like, I've seen it before. And they don't mind re-watching the movie with you because it's like they're having a new experience of you watching the movie. Yes. I'm not that person, though. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to invite me to the movies, but no. No, once I've seen it, I'm just like, there's not much point seeing it again. Unless it's in the, like the Batman franchise. 
Oh, I'm into that. You'll rewatch any Batman movie, is that yeah, what you say? Yeah, I must have seen Batman with Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger like 15 times. As in each one? Each one. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, I don't think they were in the same yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a, some, a, bit of, a little bit of mutual exclusivity there. I'll have to check it out. All right. But that sounds like a fun read. Yeah, I had a ball. I reckon it's a romp. I think if you're like not in the mood to just be a bit like cheeky yeah. it's probably not great like you know you'll be like oh italo calvino you're a ah and that's me turning into the hulk yeah i think if i'd been in a different mood i would have been like this is the worst yeah but um you yeah. were up for a good time i was up for a good time mm. it was me italo calvino our eyes met across a crowded room yeah i sauntered on over he sauntered on over we walked directly past <laughs> each other we never met <laughs> And then we looked at each other again from each side of the room, and he turned into a parsnip. That is, I would say, a way to encapsulate the experience. I love it. Guys, check it out. If on a winter's night, a traveler. So tell me, you read Liar. Liar. And who's this by? K.L. Slater. 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 Are oh, we're sure? back. We've come a full circle. Are you sure that it's not K.L. Butchie Boy? <laughs> <laughs> The more I think about that, the more, like, cute I think the term is. Butchie yeah. boy. Did you just make that up yourself? I don't imagine I would have. I feel like I would have learnt it from somewhere. Maybe, maybe. But I had a friend who, as a child, mm. called coat hangers hoat hangers, and, and genuinely believed that for a very long time. I also remember saying hopsittle and ossipit. And I wouldn't necessarily say that there are, you know... That those are particularly common. That first one you just said. Hopsiddle. No, the coat hanger one. Hoat hanger. That is a spoonerism. Yeah! Yeah. She invented spoonerisms as a child. What a genius. Okay, so I just typed in Butchie Boy into Google and look what came up. Oh, it's a fucking woodlouse. It's a slater. It's a slater beetle. But I've never heard woodlouse. Yeah, they're woodlouse. Have you ever heard that term before? Yeah, woodlice. It's a thing. Woodlice. It says louse. Woodlouse. Oh, yeah, but the plural is woodlice. Oh. Yeah. What an interesting little guy. Fascinating. Oh, okay. In the Melbourne northern suburbs, it was called a butcher boy. Oh. So it was like a colloquial place thing. Okay, I see, I see. So we're adding the fact that I'm not from here. (laughs) Butchie boy. Oh, okay. So it was called butcher boy. And you could squish it down to Butchie Boy. Oh. There you go. Origin story. Mystery confirmed. solved. All right. All right. So back to life. We don't just read the mysteries <laughs> we here, folks. solve them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, KL Slater. All right. Boom. Where are we? What's going on? Okay. So this book, interesting read. Got it on audible.com. Listened to it while I worked. All right. Sick one. It was a bit of a fun ride. It did that thing where all the characters in the book I didn't really like at all. Oh, you know when that happens? That's hard to pull off. Yeah. Who does that really well? No one. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, tell us. Tell oh, us. Christos Chokos. Oh, Christos Chokos does some good. I yeah. kind of like them though. I don't. I think they're mostly horrible. <laughs> Not to say I don't love him and his writing. I think he's brilliant. Yeah. But yeah. Chilkos. Yeah. Oh, Ouyang Yu. Never read it. Ah, oh, he does a lot of quite unlikable people. <laughs> so in this book, it kind of splits between two narrators. Okay. One is Judy. Okay. She's the grandmother of this story. 
Ooh. And one is Amber. Okay. And she is Judy's son's new girlfriend. Okay, quick question. Go. Does Judy get eaten by a wolf? No. What's the context for that question? What I'm saying is we've got a grandmother here. Does she get eaten by a wolf? That wolf then infiltrates her life. Know what I'm saying? No, I see where you're going with that. Write that down. Keep it. I think it's a really good original idea. Yeah, yeah. All right, sick one. You'll be hearing from me soon. (laughs) From my lawyer. Back to it. Back to it. Judy Amber. Right. Judy, uh, Judy's son, Ben, his wife died a few years ago. He's got okay. two young kids. He's doing the best he can. He's just trying to take care of his kids, get their lives back on track. He's a teacher. Pretty good guy, right? Okay. Judy, I would say, is this quite overbearing, controlling, dominating mother. Okay. Right? So she wants to be very involved with his life. Her life is very wrapped up, very invested in his life. Oh. Which I think it kind of touches on issues that are real for people when they get older. A lot of people feel like, oh, where have, where's my family gone? Where's my time gone? Yeah. My career's winding up. There's a bit of like loss or sadness in that. Yeah. And I guess she's really trying to reincorporate herself into her son's life. Yeah. Okay. It's but, a little bit stressful and uncomfortable. Right. So she's maybe not going about it in a particularly kind or healthy way. It's, it's as a reader, I just, you know, when you, you, you kind of curl and you're like, oh, this is too much, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair yeah. enough, fair you're enough. You're like, I kind of feel for her, but I also, as the book progresses, I just think, mate, you need to get a hobby. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear that. I hear that. I feel that way whenever I'm like working in customer service and I'm like, oh, have a nice day. And someone's like, don't tell me what to do. I'm like, I understand that you're not having a nice day, but also maybe do this somewhere else. It reminds me of this tweet I saw the other day where someone said, have a good day to someone. And he handed her a card and promptly walked away. And on the card it said, when you say have a good day to me, you're giving me a directive which is impolite, blah blah blah. Oh, no. It's like, what is your problem? <laughs> Who gets cards printed like what that? What should you say? Wow. Mm. I hope you have a nice day. Good to meet you. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe that's a lie. Exactly. But that's how language kind of works. Yeah, I it hear just that. Loses itself in the translation. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have cards printed up that just say. I'm really sorry you think that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she, yeah, she's over-involved. Uh, this 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 girl Amber comes into Ben's life, uh-huh. and they start dating. He falls madly in love with her, like Aww. like that, right? And it seems lovely. Okay, but when we see from Amber's perspective, we can Ooh. see that she's absolutely set up this. Uh, faux meeting where they first run into each other for the <gasps> first time. So she's um, she set up the scenario in which they meet and fall in love, and you know that she's she's doing something. Oh, but you don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. Oh. And as the book progresses, you know that she is angry with Judy, the mother. So you're like, oh, maybe oh, you know each okay. other from so somewhere. She's like, yeah, somewhere from their past. Or you're not even sure really if it's Judy she's angry at. Okay. It's a bit, conf- it's a, not confusing. It's just a bit of a mystery. Right. Okay. Yeah. Can I predict the ending right at this second? Go on, but I'm not going to say whether you're right or wrong. I think you'll be so shocked at how accurate I am that you'll just blurt out that I'm right. Okay, go on. Okay. So here's my idea. Ready? Amber is actually... Judy from the past. Oh, wait, no, that's weird. Okay. Amber (laughs) (laughs) is actually the dead wife 
She faked her own death. She got reconstructive surgery. And she's come back to destroy them all. This leads us to a really important question. All right, let's... Okay. Okay. If I went and got some, like, fully intense plastic surgery... Right, yeah. ...and came back looking not like myself whatsoever, Uh uh would you still be able to tell it was me? I'm going to say... I barely recognize you now. <laughs> like, it's like, if we run into each other on the street, I don't know if I would. We do that awkward thing when you don't know whether to say hi or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd be like, ah, oh, I know the name. <laughs> I mean, that happens just when you come around to record this podcast. I'm like, who's that guy? It's like that uh, book that we reviewed a while ago called Audrey Rose, where the child is reincarnated as another child. Oh, true. But the dad's really sure that that's his child. Yeah. yeah. So would your essential spirit come through? Exactly. Good point. Good point. I think not if you were doing some evil plot. Like, I think you would have put a lot of effort into, like, kind of retraining your mannerisms and your way of speaking. Like, if you're going to go whole hog, go whole hog. No, you're right. Uh, also, I saw Face Off. <laughs> <laughs> like she's probably just got like Nicolas Cage's face. I like, love that movie. It was such a good movie. That is a classic. Yeah. We should talk about that yeah. sometime. Yeah. Anyway, that's okay. that's my idea. Is that correct? Yes, you're correct. No, Thank you're wrong. You. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, so yeah, so you can tell that there's some weird tension between Judy and Amber, and Amber is. You feel like she's trying to get underneath the Judy's skin and uh-huh. maybe it's working. I feel like Judy is just kind of like raveling out of control yeah. and it culminates in a scene that is depicted at the beginning of the novel. Oh, so we've got a little bit six weeks earlier. Yeah, so get amongst it, liar, K.L. Slater. All right, so before we wrap up, uh, I have one thing to ask. How should we end this this episode? Well, one thing's for certain. Mm. We do it well. I think that's a really good point. And that really leads, funnily enough, onto, onto our next topic. And that is that what is the worst ending? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there are, you know, there are a lot of great endings out there. There's no real, like, perfect way to end a book. And I think everyone's always going to be you know, either into this ending or into that ending, disappointed by that one. But uh, I think there are a few universally bullshit endings. Would and, we like uh, to uh, name a few? I think, yeah. <laughs> like to name and shame the particular endings, not authors. Okay, I'm going to start. I'm going to name the book. Oh! <laughs> I, what did I just say? <laughs> Sequel to Rosemary's Baby. You go on this mad trip ride for the book and then it just ends in this is all a goddamn dream. Oh, it was all a dream. I hate that. Yeah, it was all a dream. That's a shit ending. We got to I'm just going to name and shame that right now. Number one on the all-time bullshit endings, it was a dream. It, it means that nothing happened. Yeah. Like, why did I just read this? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You've had your time wasted. Yeah. And frankly, your life. They've wasted your life. I'm never going to get that time back. You, you just won't. <laughs> Okay, your turn. All right. I'm going to say biggest bullshit ending for me is the last minute reveal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Oh, it was this person that you never oh, met. Yeah. Oh, who's that? Jane. Who's Jane? Oh, it's this person. She's the murderer. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is bullshit. Yes. Except in Scream. Okay. And you've all had time to watch it. Right. Yeah, it's like do. 20 years old. It's, well, it's more than that. Is it? I'm sorry. No, it's not. <laughs> Let me see this. It's definitely more than 20 years Should we have old. a bet? Should we have a let's wager? Bet. Yeah, let's, let's bet. All right. What do you want to bet? Um, if I win, you have to say I'm the coolest guy ever without adding or removing anything. And if you win... I don't want to play this bet anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking called it, mate. It's 22 years old, so you've had time to watch it. But um, there's two killers in the film. and yeah. But you know who they are at the start. Sorry, there's two killers in the film. And then in the sequel, Scream 2, which is yeah. brilliant, yeah. Um, the mum of the killer boy in the first film comes back to like avenge his death and becomes oh, the killer yeah and so she's not really featured is she you don't she's um jackie from roseanne oh yeah ideal but you sure. don't see her at all so yeah yeah all right all right i'll give that one yeah i'll give but because there's a context for her existing. there's a context yeah. for her existing like i think some like let's be honest Obviously, right now, I'm I'm side-eyeing Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Like, mm. it's this Sherlock Holmes shit where you haven't been given the whole story and then in the last second, they're like, oh, boom, this is what it was. I think it's lazy. Yeah, it just feels like they haven't thought of an ending and their deadline is there. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, but to end on a positive note... Oh, no, I've got another one. Oh, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and my absolute 100% top of the pops... Worst ending of all time. I can't wait to hear it. Is the murderer is cross dressing uh, or the murderer is transgender? Yeah. So, this one for me, I think, is super lazy. Uh, it's lazy and offensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you can be lazy and I won't be like offended. But if you're being like lazy and a dickhead, I'm going to say you're a lazy dickhead. Yeah. So every genius writer that currently has that ending in mind, it's been done. <laughs> it's been done. <laughs> Guys, do you have any hated endings? Mm. Particularly hated endings? Let us know. Get in touch. Crime Time Pod on Twitter. We have an Instagram. We have a Patreon where you can throw us some change. We have a email. You can email us at crimetimepodcast.gmail.com or check us out on our website at crimetimepod.com. It's yeah. been real. Boom. And we will see you guys soon. Keep in touch. Let us know if you've ever heard of Butcher Boys. Please do. I really think it's made. I think you made that Wikipedia article. Look. I'm figure just it out. <laughs> oh, a mystery. <laughs> okay, bye.